Praise God. Why don't we go to Romans chapter 1 this morning. And uh, we have been, of course, studying the epistle prayers. And the epistles start with the book of Romans. Uh, Actually, you know, we've said before that some of them were written earlier than Romans. uh, Letters to the church at Thessalonia Thessalonica I guess but uh, they put Romans uh, here because of its content justification by faith and its importance as far as the uh, doctrine that's presented in it and so that's where we uh, are beginning the heading of my Bible says Romans and it calls Romans Paul's greatest work Uh, I don't know that we could say any of them was greater than the other, but uh, it says it's placed first among his 13 epistles in the New Testament, while the four Gospels present the words and works of Jesus Christ. Romans explores the significance of his sacrificial death. Using a question-and-answer format, Paul records the most systematic presentation of doctrine in the Bible. Romans is more than a book of theology. It's also a book of practical exhortation. And that, of course, that starts about uh, in chapter 12. <clears throat> uh, it's also a book of practical exhortation. The good news of Jesus Christ is more than facts to be believed. It's also a life to be lived, a life of righteousness benefiting the person justified freely by God's grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, So it is a very, if you've read uh, the New Testament through and gotten familiar with the books of the Bible in Romans is presented the uh, doctrine and the foundation of salvation uh, by faith and of righteousness clearer and more pronounced than any any other book uh, praise God the the saints at Rome Paul had not personally been there before he wrote this letter so he was writing to them having not known them actually personally but uh, he had been praying for them which kind of shows the largeness of Paul's heart uh, he had been praying for them before he had ever met them and uh, I think you know that one thing we can learn immediately from uh, uh, you know his warmth of, of dressing them that he had them in his heart is that when you pray for people it connects you with people yeah. and so uh, you know uh, getting involved in prayer uh, it bonds you and uh, causes you to be uh, connected together Uh, let's pray before we start Uh, Father we thank you for today we thank you Father God for uh, leading us and guiding us giving us wisdom today we thank you Father God for helping us to make forward progress to know you better to please you today help us to walk in the same path and footsteps that the Lord the Master did and uh, Lord, we purpose in our heart today that we'll walk in faith, in love, in the Spirit, in the light. Amen. 
And uh, Father God, help us to be consciously aware, God inside minded of the greater one that puts us over, gives us wisdom, directs us through every uh, uh, detail and through every instance of today. Uh, Father, help us to not offend, to be uh, a person of edification and of love to others. And uh, help us to strengthen and be a blessing uh, to the body of Christ, to everyone we meet today. And um, we give you the glory. Warn us if we're going astray. Uh, Help us, Father God, to avoid temptation so that we enter not into it. And uh, we give you the glory and the honor and the praise. Uh, We purpose in our heart to walk, Father God, kind and tenderhearted, forgiving, and not take offense. Uh, We thank you, Father God, that you uh, help us to forgive others as we've been forgiven. And uh, your will come, your kingdom come, your will be done, Father, here in our lives today as it is in heaven. And we'll give you all the praise and glory for it. And Father, we do thank you for our daily bread. We thank you for feeding us today good spiritually and using us, Lord God, to be a blessing to the body of Christ and to your kingdom. Uh, Thank you for this day, Lord God, that it's a profitable day and that it's a day that we have grace to serve you acceptably. We give you the glory and the honor and praise for all that you've done for us through Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you that we're saved today. We thank you that we're uh, filled today. We thank you, Father God, that we're part of your chosen family today. We glorify you and praise you for the great love and mercy that you've shown us. We thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, it's going to be a good day. Amen. Uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, uh, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So God had promised the coming of Jesus and him saving us and bringing redemption and uh, That had been promised hundreds of years before he came. God is faithful to his word. He watches over it to perform it. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh. That's his natural genealogy. He was of the tribe of Judah and through the lineage of David. And declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Now, uh, you know, a lot of times people say, well, Jesus healed people to prove his deity. Uh, But in actuality, it'd be more accurate to say, uh, Jesus' resurrection from the dead proved his deity. He healed people because he loved them. It says he was moved with compassion. But here it says that he was raised from the dead and declared to be the Son of God with power. Uh, By whom we have received grace and apostleship. Paul said the grace and uh, ministry that he was functioning in had also came from the Lord Jesus. And the purpose of it was the obedience to the faith among all nations for his name. Among whom 
are ye also the called of Jesus Christ? Talking about the saints at Rome. To all that be in Rome, so of course Rome was the capital of the Roman Empire. And uh, so he was writing to the saints there. He said to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. And that was his standard greeting for all the letters that he wrote. Grace and peace. Now under the Old Testament, you know, they greeted one another with shalom, which means peace and prosperity and well-being. And, you know, the Bible said that uh, uh, the law came through Moses, but grace and uh, uh, truth came through Jesus Christ. And so under the New Testament, because of the emphasis on grace, grace actually precedes peace in greeting. And so he says grace and peace. So not only what was included in the Old Testament, but the additional grace that's come to us through the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And so we said that this was the first uh, prayer, uh, as far as epistles go, that's recorded. And so he says, first... I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. So, you know, we've talked about this before, but we wouldn't expect anything different. Before Paul prays, he starts giving thanks. Very first thing, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. So, what we can learn from this first epistle prayer is is that, uh, that Paul, again... Uh, practiced what he preached in Philippians 4.6. He said, I would, uh, or he said, uh, be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known. In Colossians, he said, you know, uh, to pray without ceasing, to watch in the same with thanksgiving. And so, uh, again, he co-joins thanksgiving and uh, and prayer together and we said what God has joined together we shouldn't divide let it stand so the first note that Paul struck was one of praise and praise takes precedent over petition <clears throat> so he immediately begins to thank God that uh, there was saints and elect of God, chosen of God, that God by His grace had worked in, even in the uh, capital of Rome. So this would be like us writing to someone in uh, say Moscow and you know where the Kremlin is and saying, you know, I thank my God through Jesus Christ you know, that uh, that you've been saved and and, uh, God's grace has flowed to you even in that environment. 
So, uh, Thanksgiving precedes request. Say that with me. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. precedes request. So that's the first thing we can learn from this epistle prayer that uh, that Paul put Thanksgiving first. So Thanksgiving should have a prominent place in our prayers. Amen. We must continually keep in mind uh, that the least God deserves and is due is our gratitude. He, he deserves it and it's due Him. An old Puritan uh, statement or saying is, Thanksgiving is rent due God for the mercies received. So if you lived, we've all lived in a place where we've paid rent to the landlord, uh, you know, and if you you don't have that kind of situation, then you're, uh, you know, for the benefit that you're receiving, you are uh, paying rent for it. And so for the mercies we receive, the least we can do is give God what's due Him. Right? So here's a couple of facts about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is an effective way of strengthening our faith. Uh, The Bible says about Abraham in Romans 4 that he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So when we give thanks to God, it puts our heart in the right frame or the right attitude to ask Him for further uh, graces. Uh, Remembrance of what He's done refreshes our mind, brings the renewed conscious awareness of His goodness and His faithfulness. So, uh, you know, you can get yourself in faith through just sitting down and thanking God. Uh, This has worked for me so many times when my faith is under fire and I'm fighting the good fight of faith and I feel like my faith is kind of getting stretched. I just, uh, you know, one of the things that helps me is just giving thanks to God for what He's already done and how faithful He's already been and how He's come through. And before it's over, uh, my faith has got a, a better grip on God and I'm uh, at peace and uh, thanksgiving helps and strengthens your faith uh, so that's one important thing about thanksgiving it causes you to remember things that, uh, that uh, causes not only gratitude to flow to God but also causes your faith to uh, take a stronger solidification. Uh, also, not only does Thanksgiving strengthen your faith, Thanksgiving is conducive and tends to produce and helps you to have an increased joy in your Christian life. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Amen? It sure does. You know, I looked the word conducive up. Conducive means tending to produce, contributes to, or is helpful to. So if I said good eating habits are conducive to good health, which I did not do this weekend. (laughs) Well, we had a wedding. First we had a wedding rehearsal dinner, and uh, they had cheesecake with pecans and caramel on top of it. And that was really good. 
So I tried some of that. And then they had Boston cream pie, and I liked that, so I tried some of that. And then they had pineapple upside down cake, so I tried some of that too. So I had three desserts on Friday night. And then uh, yesterday at the wedding, uh, I had nuts and chocolate-covered strawberries and punch and all that stuff. Then we got home, and Seth wanted burgers. So me and him cooked some big, thick, juicy burgers on the grill. (laughs) And so we had lots of dessert and burgers this weekend. So (laughs) Now you're hungry, huh? (laughs) So... uh, If I said good eating habits are conducive to good health, uh, I could also say that illustrates what conducive means. It, you know, tends to produce. Thanksgiving is conducive to joy. If you give thanks a lot, you will be a happy person, a joyous person. So Thanksgiving is important. Paul said, first, uh, you know, I thank my God. And you know, Paul would write these epistles out of prison. Uh, Ephesians is out of prison. Philemon is out of prison. First and Second Timothy is out of prison. Ephesians is out of prison. And he didn't have any sad sacking, mully grubbing uh, down, uh, you know, in his, you know, beer type attitude. I mean, he was, he was happy. He was rejoicing. He was still ministering and affecting and having great results in ministry by writing these letters out of prison. And uh, so he did not allow circumstances or persecution or pressures or trials or beatings or imprisonments or shipwrecks or snake bites or anything to steal his joy. And one reason he had joy all the time was he was always giving thanks to God for everything. And so, joy, uh, Thanksgiving, uh, here's the important lessons. Thanksgiving is an effective way that strengthens our faith. And Thanksgiving is conducive or produces joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And I'm convinced that one reason that Paul stayed so strong spiritually is because he was always rejoicing and always giving thanks. The Philippian letter was written out of prison. And uh, 11 times he either says rejoice or joy in four chapters. Uh, That's where he said rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Uh, That's where he said, uh, you know, to pray, uh, you know, uh, be careful for nothing. Don't worry. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And uh, so uh, he just had... an in an, an irresistible and unconquerable spirit because of faith in God, and that faith overflowed in abounding thanksgiving and joy. Amen. So thanksgiving is conducive to uh, joy in the Christian life, and thanksgiving strengthens our faith. Uh, Just we're here at Romans, go to uh, Philippians and notice how, you know, we just read where he said, first of all, I give thanks to God there in the Roman letter. He starts every epistle this way. This is something that's really helped me uh, just in learning how to pray like Paul prayed. He starts everything with thanksgiving. Uh, Philippians. You can see thanksgiving and joy connected together here. 
Philippians uh, 1, and uh, we'll read verses 3. He's same greeting. Verse 2, grace. Yeah, I like Paul. <laughs> We're praying with Paul. You know, like we said, if we could pray with someone that had actually, you know, that was an apostle or someone that had been with Jesus, we'd travel however far, you know, do whatever it took to, to, to be there and be with them. But we can be there with them here by the Holy Spirit. But the patterns, uh, these things, of course, the Scriptures are given for our learning. And so uh, he said, uh, this is just helping me in my prayer life a lot. He said, grace, uh, verse 2, be unto you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 3, I thank my God. This is how he starts out every time. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So every time he thought about these people, he started giving thanks for them. Now, you know... Believe it or not, I you know, I gave thanks for the people here at our church, but I'm doing that better than I've ever did. When I think about somebody at the church, I start giving thanks because I'm just like, praise God, they're saved, God's working in their life. Uh, Lord, thank you for what you're doing in them. Uh, he goes on to say, he said, I thank God, my God. So he's the same phraseology that we've talked about before. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. He said, verse 4, always in every prayer, so thanksgiving came before prayer again, always in every prayer of mine uh, for you all making request, what? With joy. So you see thanksgiving and joy uh, connected here. So thanksgiving strengthens our faith. Thanksgiving is conducive or produces joy. And uh, I like something, I copied this down in my notes, somebody said this, nothing is more calculated to dispel a spirit of gloom from the soul than a cultivation of gratitude and praise. Nothing is more calculated. So this is something that you can do on purpose. Nothing is more calculated to dispel Dispel means to get rid of a spirit of gloom, which we've all tempted to be depressed or gloomy at times. But you know what to do, right? You can start giving thanks and it'll dispel. Put What does it say? Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. So if a spirit of heaviness tries to get on you, the Bible says, put on the garment of praise. And put on is, a, you know, is a faith uh, action. Uh, some people say, yeah, but, uh, you know, if I, I feel sad or gloomy, uh, if I started thinking and, and rejoicing, I'd just be putting on. Well, that's what the Bible said, put on. Actions of faith, thinking faith thoughts and speaking faith words and acting in faith will lead the heart out of defeat into victory. And so you can determine whether you're going to have victory or not on purpose by acting in faith with thanksgiving. Sometimes it might be harder, 
than other times to push through some things when negative reports and multiple things have not gone seemingly like you would have liked them. But you can always dispel gloom and you can overcome depression. Uh, I finally have just uh, allowed myself, you know, you know, in times past, you know, to yield to some things. But as of recently, if I get down over the last several years, if I get down or get sad, I repent because I believe it's a sin to be depressed. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have feelings sometimes, but uh, it's, you, there's no excuse for being depressed or being sad. God's done too much for us and is too faithful. And we have too many weapons at our disposable. we got the blood of Jesus, the name of Jesus, the Word of God, uh, the future eternity with Him, the faithfulness of His to His promise. Uh, we've got enough that we can stay out of uh, negative territory. And that's, you know, like I said, I've not always done that. But, you know, if I catch myself down a little bit or, or you know, complaining, complaining is sin and depression is sin. <laughs> Amen. We're taking control. <laughs> right? For some reason, when I thought about uh, nothing is more calculated to dispel or you know, a spirit of gloom. For some reason, I thought about uh, bug bombs. How many's ever used a bug bomb before? I had an apartment years ago that I was renting and uh, had some bugs in there, and a bug bomb is one of those aerosol things you turn it on and then you leave, and it fills your whole, fogs your whole apartment with bug spray. And then, you know, it sets in there for hours and then you've finally come home after eight hours or 12 hours or something and uh, it just kind of, you know, fogged your whole apartment and it's supposed to, you know, drive all the bugs out. At least till your neighbor set one off and runs, <laughs> <laughs> runs them back your your direction. But I thought I thought about when you start praising God and thanking God, it just pushes you know all the 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 bugs, all the devils out of your life. And so you can set off a Thanksgiving bomb. Anytime you want to, to run all the sad, de- the sad, uh, you know, the gloomy devils away and uh, dispel them. So nothing is more calculated to get the job done. It's a great weapon. The Bible said, out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you've ordained praise that you might steal the enemy and the adventure. So praise shuts the devil down. We know in Second Chronicles when Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel went out and sang, The Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. The Bible said the Lord sent ambushments against their enemies. Amen. And they didn't, He didn't send the ambushments till they started singing and praising. So anytime that you have enemies, anytime that you have gloom, you can set off and activate the thanksgiving of God. And like we've said before, faith and thanksgiving is connected. And nothing uh, causes your uh, strengthens your faith like thanksgiving can. Faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Doubt complains, despairs, and is sad. So you can take the calculated weapon of 
of uh, thanksgiving and dispel uh, the spirit of gloom uh, by giving thanks. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many's got victory over the devil today? <laughs> How many's glad about it? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God that we can give thanks. Amen. <clears throat> Glory to God. In the in physics, the science of physics, uh, two. Two things can occupy the same place at the same time. Uh, it's one of Newton's laws that two things can't, you know, me in this pulpit can't be in the same place at the same time. So if I come to the same place, it's going to set a motion into effect because I can't occupy the same place at the same time. So this law of displacement is also true with thanksgiving and praise. You can't be filled with the Spirit and filled with joy and filled with depression at the same time. So if joy, thanksgiving, and praise is there, the gloom, the depression, the darkness has to move out. Amen? Amen. So thanksgiving again in review strengthens our faith. Thanksgiving is conducive to joy. Thanksgiving dispels the spirit of gloom. And uh, not only does Thanksgiving have a benefit for us, our Thanksgiving will cheer and encourage other Christians. It's contagious and transferable. You get full of joy. You get full of Thanksgiving. You get around people. It's going to get off on them. If you're complaining, griping, sad and gloomy, that can get off on other people. So this is, uh, you know, not only a benefit to uh, uh, to ourselves, but it's a benefit to others. And that's why, like Paul, he was a Thanksgiving machine. <laughs> he was full of joy and had the victory all the time. And uh, he had lots of pressures and lots of trials, but nothing got him down. In fact, in Acts... Uh, you know, he was on his way to Rome and a bunch of bad stuff started happening and he said, none of these things move me. Nothing is going to get me down. I like one of Brother Keith Moore's songs that goes, I'm full of joy and I got the victory. I'm full of joy and I got the victory now. Nothing but nothing can keep me down. Nothing can make me sad or wear a frown. I'm full of joy and I got the victory now. Nothing can get me down. Nothing can make me sad or wear a frown. Now this goes right back to what we're teaching on Sunday morning. Uh, the Bible, God's prescribed way for us to live is to walk by faith. And so if you believe God's working for you and coming through for you, then uh, you're going to have joy. You know, i got some things right now that you know I'd like to see change. And uh, they haven't changed yet, but they will change. Amen. And God's working on it, so I'm rejoicing. Amen. So uh, nothing can get me down. <laughs> nothing can make me sad or wear a frown. Nothing can move me off the Word of God. Nothing can get me out of faith unless I allow it, and I'm not going to allow it. That's right, man. 
And if I get caught there that I've slipped back a little, I'll repent and get right back in the game and start rejoicing again. Amen? Amen. So our joy uh, induced by thanksgiving will cheer up and encourage others. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Our joy brought about by thanksgiving is contagious and transferable. Uh, And lastly, uh, godliness is not commended by sadness and sireness. Uh, (laughs) If we're down, we're not being a good witness. Nobody wants a defeated Christianity. Somebody said some are not Christians because they have friends and relatives that are. (laughs) Well, it's true, right? If if you're down and sad all the time. uh, There was a joke where uh, a young boy and his father was looking over a fence into a pasture and there was a mule in the pasture and the little boy that was three or four years old he said daddy I know what kind of mule that is and he said what kind son and the little boy said he's a Christian mule and the father said why is he a Christian mule son and the little boy said because he's got such a long face So, faith rejoices, gives thanks, and is glad. Doubt complains, despairs, and is sad. Amen. Uh, I wrote to myself here, you know, Leah, you know, there was Rachel and Leah, and Leah, when she had Judah, the child Judah, she said, I'm going to praise the Lord for giving me this child. And so Judah means praise. And uh, when the Lord, they asked the Lord in a couple of situations, what tribe shall go out first? And the Lord said, send Judah first. And also Judah was the biggest tribe. So I believe that the biggest hearts and the biggest spirits that claim the biggest blessings from God are of the tribe of Judah. So you can choose which tribe you're going to be, but I wrote myself a note and said, uh, you're of the camp, you're of the tribe of Judah. Be found camping with Judah. (laughs) Join up with Judah. Give thanks and give praise. So, uh, like old covenant incense, Paul blended, and we read that where the the incense was a blended compound, Uh, Paul blended together praise and petition. This order and Paul's manner is recorded for our learning. Does not failure at this very point that is, keeping thanksgiving mixed with our prayers, go so far 
to explain why many of our prayers remain unanswered. You know, if we just stop praying and just start praising God for the answer, so many things would take care of themselves. Uh, If we have not owned or acknowledged or gave thanks for previous blessings and the grace of God for His abundant mercies, can we expect Him to continue to bestow them upon us if we are ungrateful? Well, probably not. Uh, Like we said before, you cannot be gracious to a person that feels like they deserve it. And when we don't give thanks for what God has done for us, we're acting like we deserve it. But we don't deserve it. And so uh, we should be thankful for the abundant blessings that we have. Amen. Glory to God. Well, we're going to stop here and we're going to practice Paul's prescribed methods of opening epistle prayers, and that is to give thanks. Amen. Praise the Lord. Miss Lou, I, I talked to Miss Lou. How many know Miss Lou Crothers? She's 84. She's the tall, slender, kind of white-headed lady that sat over on the side, sits on that side. She uh, had been diagnosed, I think, with a cracked vertebra in her back. And uh, she had been having some pain. And she told me, I I just called her, check in on her. And she said she hadn't been just real, had a good appetite and been a little bit weak. And so... uh, I wanted to pray for her and uh, believe God that God will touch her uh, and get her back up and get her going. Amen. 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 Praise God. But uh, let's give thanks and then we'll pray for her. So, y'all know how to give thanks this morning? Yes. Y'all can expel some spirits of gloom. Yes. You can have good cheer. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You do. We are. Father, we do. Hallelujah. We enter Your gates with thanksgiving this morning. We enter Your courts with praise. Hallelujah. Father, we thank You for all the goodness, the richness, the abundant grace that You poured on us. Thank You for sending Jesus, Lord. Thank You for eternal life in Him. Thank You for righteousness through His blood. Thank You for the new covenant and all the inheritance that we have that's been given to us. We thank You that we're heirs of Yours, joint heirs with Christ. Thank You, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank You that we have the victory over the devil, over every lie of the devil, over every bad report, over every gloominess, over every bit of depression. Lord, we just thank You that we reign triumphant in Your goodness and in Your grace today. Hallelujah. We rejoice in You. Hallelujah. Thank You, Lord, for meeting every need in our life. Thank You, Lord, for Your great Spirit that dwells within us. Hallelujah. Thank You for Your Word that renews our mind and equips us and makes us perfect and entire, wanting nothing, Lord. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the victory over the enemy. Thank you, Lord, for the victory over fear and doubt today. Thank you, Lord God, that we don't have any cares, any worries, that we cast them all over on you. We thank you that you're working things out for us, for our good, your glory. Hallelujah, we rejoice in you for being so active and so personal and so loving in our lives, Lord. Thank you for leading and guiding us by your Spirit, Lord. Ha, 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 ha. Lord, we laugh for sheer joy this morning for the victory that we have in you. Hallelujah. You're good and your mercies endure forever. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you for being so kind and gentle, patient. Thank you for so patient, being so patient, Lord. Thank you that you're slow to anger. That you're full of compassion, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, that your tender mercies are over us today. That your favor is on us today. Thank you, Lord, that you're helping us and that you delight in us today. And we're the apple of your eye. You're beloved. And that you rejoice over us with songs of deliverance. Thank you, Lord God, for freely giving us everything through the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the best days of our life, the best years of our life. Thank you, Lord, for the greatest joy that we've ever had, the greatest peace we've ever had, the greatest prosperity we've ever had. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, that our future is bright. Thank you, Lord, as we walk in the light, we give glory and honor and praise to you. Hallelujah. Thank you for the good work that you began in us. You're faithful to complete it, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus, today that not only did you come and die for us and minister to us 2,000 years ago, but you're ministering today as our righteous advocate and as our intercessor and as our apostle and high priest of our confession at the Father's right hand. Thank you for all the prayers that you've prayed for us. and Thank you for the deep pits that you've pulled us out of, Lord God. Thank you for the chains that you've broken all of the, off of our life so that we're free from every bondage, from every bit of depression, from every bit of gloom, from every bit of anxiety, Lord God, for all sickness and diseases that we're free from, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for letting us show your nature. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for helping us love people better. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for wisdom to navigate life and perfectly please you. Hallelujah. Thank you for our church. Thank you for our spiritual family thank you for all the good things that you've done for us here 
Thank you for paying all the bills and giving us a good facility. Thank you, Lord God, for all the answered prayers. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for all the good ministry of helps, all the good prayers. We glorify you and thank you, Lord. Thank you for keeping our thoughts straight. Hallelujah. Yes, keeping our minds stayed on you, protecting us today, Lord, from all harm, danger, and injury. See what's valuable and dismiss what's not. Yes, thank you, Lord, for helping us to have discernment. Yes. The right thoughts, the right actions. Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We'll walk in it, Lord. Yes, we will, Lord. We want it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a hunger and a desire and thirst for the things of God that just burns in us day and night, Lord. And I just want to say thank you for your patience. Thank you, Lord, for your patience. Putting up with us, Lord. (laughs) Being long-suffering. Continuing to be kind to us. Father, we lift up Sister Lou. We pray, Father God, for her physical body, for her bones, for her muscles, for her appetite. We pray, Father God, that you would touch her. And we send the word to her, Father. We pray that you would quicken her by resurrection power and raise her up. And, uh, and Father God, give her uh, strength uh, to, to live strong this season of her life, Lord. We just thank you, Father God, for uh, encouraging her, uh, lifting her up, Father God. And, uh, and Father, we pray that she be healed and pray that she be restored. Pray that she be quickened, rejuvenated, renewed, O oh Lord God, with the, revived with divine strength. Like the eagles, her strength renewed, Father God. For all of us, for our whole congregation today, Father God, we pray for spiritual refreshing and for love to flow, for faith to increase, and we give you the glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I encourage you to practice and learn from, again, what Paul uh, taught us, and that is to uh, be very habitually uh, practicing a lifestyle of thanksgiving. It'll fill you with joy. It'll keep your faith strong. Amen? God bless you. We'll go. Appreciate your faithfulness. This message has been brought to you by Faith Builders Family Church. To learn more, please visit our website www.faithbuilderschurch.net